This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, this is Jeff Thorne. I am the writer, producer, showrunner of the Avengers Black Panther's Quest TV series. And you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beat the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk Time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. And welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah, and I truly believe, and I truly mean this, I hope everybody had a great and safe week to, to as much of the extent as possible. I mean, we are still, even though things are starting to open up in here in Philly and I believe PA, we're in uh, yellow status right now, which means some things are opening up to the public. Doesn't really mean a damn, to be honest, in my opinion. But that's a that's not even to say that's a positive because we, you know, I believe they're just yellow status is nothing but test status. So whoever's going out to these restaurants and doing all these things, you're the lab rats. That's what I truly believe in. You know, more power to you on that note. We'll see. Hopefully you'll survive all this with COVID-19, which we're still experiencing right now. Still waiting for a second wave to come down the line. So we will see from there. But on top of all this, we're still having to um, go through the fight for equality with the Black Lives Matter movement and hearing more and more every day of the evil that is unleashing in accordance to all this that is going on all the statues that have come down thankfully especially that damn Rizzo statue that has been haunting my people for years in Philadelphia um all of the people that have become advocates of us that are non-black and shout out to all of you and thank all of you for you know befriending anybody in our culture even before all this and becoming an advocate to our culture you know it's just plain and simple that we are humans just like everybody else we should have every bit of of ability to live breathe and experience life the same way that everybody does the same way that we see in all these damn commercials of people living in life out there that's not us and you know thank you for fighting for that opportunity and that that much deserved opportunity that needed opportunity that we should have always had this opportunity (laughs) type of situation to be able to live life peacefully thank you for fighting on our side as we continue to fight but unfortunately it's not all fluid and we're far from change we still hear all these reports on uh somebody else just uh another unfortunate man of color people in my community was shot dead at a wendy's I I don't make this shit up. <laughs> I don't make it up at all. It's unfortunate. 
It is all unfortunate. I live every day and I'm waking up every day wondering what in the hell is going to happen today. I know there are people out there that don't have to think that way. But imagine if you did. Enough said. But I digress. We are here to talk about our favorite fandoms and we will but unfortunately due to the situation of the black lives matter movement a lot of the news well some of the news that i'm going to be talking about much like i did uh with select start does involve some more revealing evil <laughs> that has come out since this whole thing begun and people have been coming out of the woodworks of talking about their disdain for our equality have come out of the woodworks to, to reveal how racist they really are. Or we've come to find out that they were hitting, hidden in the, you know, treaches, you know, in the shadows, if you will. We're going to start that off in our next segment. Um, if you haven't gotten a chance to watch it, I, everybody, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, go out of your way to find the Dave Chappelle. I don't want to call it a stand up. It's not a stand up. It's supposed to be a comedy special. It's not a comedy special. He does say some funny stuff in there from time to time, but it is him venting. It's him speaking his mind. It's him being a voice to not even just us, but just mostly for him. And, you know, he called it eight minutes, 46 seconds, which, of course, if many of you know, is the amount of time that it took for George Floyd to die. And he, uh, once again, another powerful special. This came out of the blue. It was just done just last week, June 6th. Um, And it was a polarizing special. It was about 27 minutes. You can see it on uh, Facebook, on Netflix is a joke, on that page. You can see it on YouTube. a lot of polarizing things to see there. I mean, like we're st- it, it, a reminder that we're still under the, you know, COVID-19 situation right now. There were chairs separated. There were people with masks. They were checking for um, temperatures and everything. And then, you know, Dave went on to talk about this the George Floyd situation among all, a lot of other people that weren't mentioned. And it's sad because it's like the guy... The, the guy who slept in his car at a Wendy's who got shot and killed it just happened this Friday. When is it going to end, people? When is it going to end? But I digress. Let's take a little bit of a break from this as much as we can. I'll talk about the one crazy thing that has happened in our next segment. But then we're going we're gonna to transition over to some a little bit more fun things but in our talk topic today i am going to review or give my review of artemis file uh which is on disney plus right now i know a lot of people have seen it i know there's a lot of people with some great uh, opinions in there now i'm going to go in as a non-fan of this because i i never read the books before so i'm one of those fans who come in and like what is the intrigue about this why did this become a movie it should is this something i'm gonna like even though i didn't read the book and I had this conversation with people on our ACMG Facebook group about that uh, in terms of, you know, can you enjoy something even though you don't have any knowledge of its source? So I came in just like I did. And I did this because I remember when Venom came out and I, I to this day, as a, as a hardcore Venom Eddie Brock fan, I cannot watch that movie. But I do recognize that there are people who never understood the lore, doesn't know about the the actual uh, storyline and origin of Eddie Brock and um, the symbiote suit and the symbiote that enjoy the movie. Even though I think if they actually read the source, they and looked at what they saw, I, it, easily they would have been pissed because that storyline was just magnificent. It's one of the best storylines of the '90s uh, during that time. So. You know, it is what it is, but we're going to check out Artemis file, see what I think about it. Does it convince me to be a fan and be intrigued and get immersed into the uh, novels that it was based on? We'll find out. But for now, let's jump right into it. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. Hey, 
And now, it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACNG. Folks, our first order of news. As I mentioned in our intro segment, since the Black Lives Matter movement has evolved and become stronger than ever, strong enough. And, and, and I, I tell you this: it is definitely making somewhat of an impact because of the amount of closet racists that come out and now reveal themselves out of anger and frustration and possibly fear. And they're coming out of everywhere. I mean, we're seeing all these reports of like Karens around just harassing uh, people. There was the, there was just the, the, the Karen uh, person. And it, for goodness sake, I, forgive all the good Karens out there. It, it's it's just sad that it just that's the name that has been demoralized at this point. Um, but there is the, the old woman now who's just been harassing like people in the asian two people in the asian community which is ridiculous um they're coming out of the woodworks they have come out there was the fedex guy who uh, for, you know the black fedex uh courier uh who unfortunately had to deal with uh being harassed and antagonized by uh a person that he was delivering to so they're coming out of the woodworks people and now and we're in there being exposed via social media. And here we have, we already talked about the situation with the CW in reference to, um, they already got some of the stuff that they have to deal with right now with trying to get uh, a new Batwoman and such right now. And then we find out this, and, and this is sad because I really liked, take note, liked this gentleman and his character that he betrays and it's unfortunate to hear this news is really really unfortunate to hear this news but the flashes hartley sawyer is officially fired from the uh popular cw uh show due to some racist some past racist and misogynistic tweets that resurfaced people man i tell you what according to the Hollywood Reporter, the actor who played the funny and charismatic Ralph, uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, Deminus or Ralph? Just, just say Ralph. Uh, I never really said his last name, but the funny and charismatic uh, character uh, known as Ralph, aka Elongated Man, is under fire after tweets uh, he basically made before he joined the cast of the on the CW. Now, granted, when they cast people, they don't necessarily because you don't think of stuff like this. So, I wouldn't. I don't blame any of the casting directors or whatever or production or producers, whatever, because a lot of times you have the idea that you shouldn't have to, you know, go back that far and, 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 and fact check somebody or backtrack somebody like this. And it's unfortunate. It is very unfortunate. But um, Sawyer pretty much had some tweets from the past that was very unappealing and very well very offensive the tweets reference um were reference to sexual assault and contained racist and homophobic language uh very strongly i was told as well i didn't i never went out to go see it um i'm just going by all the reports that i've seen from there i, I at this point i'll just take people's word for it because i don't need to see it I, I don't need to see it as of now Sawyer's Twitter account has been deleted. However, screenshots of the old post have already made its rounds, as you would expect. The st a statement made by the CW producers, Warner Brothers TV and Berlanti Productions, along with executive producer Eric Wallace, that said the following, and I quote, In regards to Mr. Sawyer's post on social media, we do not tolerate derogatory remarks uh, that target any race, ethnicity, uh, national origin, gender, or sexual orientation. Such remarks are uh, antithetical to our, uh, to our values, our policies, which strive and evolve to, per, uh, to promote a safe, inclusive, and productive environment for our, for our workforce. And it's funny too, because, um, I know the CW recently did commercials recently that involved him. You know, one of those uh, P, um, those uh, PB, uh, PDAs um, commercials that had him on air, and you know, dare to defy those commercials and everything. 
it's really sad. It, it really upsets me from, I empathize with that from a standpoint that like, you know, if I work with somebody, I want to make sure that they're always on point. I want to make sure that they always got their stuff, you know, put together that there's nothing going on in the background because that affects your brand. And that it's upsetting when you find this out later after you put all this work all this money all this time into something and you can't use that footage anymore you can't do any of that before and it's gonna be crazy because flat he's in a lot of episodes of the flash i don't know what they're gonna do in terms of um I, I, there's nothing they could do i mean he's in a really intricate amount of uh episodes in last season and i believe this season as well so it's it's going to be interesting because he was a um elongated man was a one of the uh i want to say he was a pivotal character but he was one of their uh heavy characters and he, and he was a fan favorite to those who watched it myself included so to hear this is just very upsetting and this is why it is very important if you create a brand and i'm this is the multimedia media um the multimedia developer uh, me talking right now and, brand, and when it comes to branding and brand uh, brand awareness and you know brand identity and such that's why it's very important when you find out some things like that and somebody has a shady past you nip that in a butt <laughs> you nip that like look i don't care if we're all trying to be even supporting black lives matter if anybody within my community that i'm working with is doing any dirt that is going to cause friction within my brand i'm cutting them off i'm cutting them off immediately and if, especially if it's something that i'm not an advocate of i'm cutting them off and, and in fact i'm gonna tell you now i've already done that i've done that i've done that already and if you've heard past situations i've already uh, you know past episodes i've already done that if you know me from the acmg facebook group and you've been around for um the last few years you know i've done that i've actually put in a actual video addressing that situation and cut ties with that person immediately upon hearing and getting a lot of info on the situation and did my research on the situation because that's the other thing when you find out that somebody's being accused of something or you find out that something has resurfaced you got to do your homework like as a company or a business you got to do your due diligence and thoroughly to really find out so you know i spoke to the people I mentioned i spoke to uh other uh people who were also t uh you know in alliance with the uh suspect and it just came to terms that like for the safety of our brands that we can't affiliate ourselves with that person anymore especially when the person has not spoken out on the things that uh that person was accused of to this day so i you know it's it's stuff like that it's like i can't i can't mess with it i can't well, not even just for my brand sake but for my moral and ethical uh sake like i'm not an angel by any stretch but there's some things that I can't frequent. I can't even mess with like that. Like I and, and, and for me personally, I take it I take great pride to admit my wrongs because I know keeping all of that within it's just going to make things worse. And if I ever did anything wrong and I did I know that I did wrong, that it has been proven that I did wrong and I know, I'm going to speak out on it because I realize it's not an easy thing to do, but it's the best thing to do. It's the it's you know I, it just has to but it, it's unfortunate but you got to protect your brand you got to protect your morals you got to protect your ethics on this whole thing so uh to that i say sayonara man you know it, that I, I, it is what it is unfortunately so all right let's move on to some other interesting news the new empire magazine has arrived this week and really interesting uh magazine I, I haven't purchased i used to subscribe to empire magazine but for some reason i just fell off because i just wasn't reading them as often but i managed to pick up this one uh the digital copy of this one because it was the uh 50 top 50 heroes of all time this is their list i'm not gonna read all 50 i'm gonna read the actual 10 and you know what honestly when i looked at the list I respect their list. I respect their list. This is, you, you got to understand. And I say this all the time when it comes to top tens of when I do a top 10 or top five, it's our 
it's our opinion. It doesn't, we don't dictate that what we think is what everybody should think, or at least we shouldn't. There are people out there who has a shred of ego to think that everybody should think exactly what they think on it. But when you do these lists, it's all opinionated at best. Like it's not exactly the deal, but to their credit, I respect their list. I respect their list, except for one, one entry within the top 10. So out of the top 50, I just cut it all back and went to the top 10. And unfortunately, they didn't pick Spider-Man as top 10. And you know what? I'm not mad at that because as much as I love Spidey, in some formats, he is probably the top five to even number one. But if you rating the five top movie heroes, Spidey is not exactly there. And I think just due to the lack of consistency with his character and the fact that they kept changing his character you know the, uh, the actors and the stories all the time there was you know there's i mean you got the rammy spider-man and then you got the uh, web spider amazing spider-man movies which wasn't successful at all and and then we're back with the marvel cinematic universe spidey which everybody agrees is the best spidey out of the three i mean people still love the rammy spider-man i love spider-man one and two they actually do still hold up believe it or not but um tom holland just it's like it's the three bears thing it's like the first one's too hot the first one's too cold to just, the second one is just right and that is tom holland to many on that news so here we go respect they made number 10 black panther i can't argue with that at all i thought that he did a um his character was awesome he was a wise character at the same time he was a thought-provoking character uh he you know it, it was a different feel it was a different feel of a character that we've never got a chance to see before on film. And I, there are people who will always try to pull down this movie. And now that we realize, we know that these people most likely have been, um, you know, purposely trying to pull this movie down for obvious reasons. And then we got some people in our community who tried to pull this down, which to me is like, it, it's, it's lame. It's lame from a standpoint like, this is one of the biggest movies in this genre that represented us in such a way that like never before and you should always celebrate that for you to just to do that and i know people i did i know that actually didn't like this movie but i think it was a pretentious um it was more of them being pretentious and contrarian and in the means of why they didn't like this movie or they didn't think that this movie was all that and I'm like, dude, this is not the time. Like, say that five, ten movies down. But this movie was actually a game changer. And a means for most, like, we should be, people have celebrated this to the highest because they understood what this movie meant. And we never had a movie of this caliber. That's why people were crying. That's why the cast was crying when they first saw the trailer at um, San Diego Comic-Con, I believe. And they cry because they never seen anything like that on screen before this. It wasn't Meteor Man, unfortunately. It was this. It wasn't Blank Man, unfortunately. It was that. And it did. Ryan Krugler did a phenomenal job with that. He deserves credit. So, yeah, number 10, I'm down with that. Superman, number uh, nine, surprisingly, uh, number nine. And, and again, it might be due to that consistency, but, you know, the, he is an icon, so I get that. James Bond, number eight. Uh, which I accept too because he, I mean just uh, the lineage I mean it, it's funny even though they changed bonds it wasn't inconsistent it was weirdly not inconsistent even though even it even though they did the prequels as well uh, and they changed bonds it it did never it never felt inconsistent at all so I find that to be very interesting um, because and I think there also the reason for that is that there's a lot more successful bond movies than it was say spider-man movies um or any other movies that had different actors portraying a certain role so i that plays a factor in there too number seven it was the one that kind of got me number seven was leia organa which everybody loves princess leia carrie fisher is an iconic legend but i may be in the minority when I say this, but, and I mean no disrespect, but Leia from the original Star Wars to Jedi, 
really didn't do that much in terms of like doing anything heroic or like she was I, I hate to say it, but she was like the damsel in distress but she did turn out to be a freedom fighter at that but you still didn't get to see enough of her for me to really say that she was a like what like the best out of all the women that was chosen in this in, in this deal. Now I think it might have been just done out of respect because she was one of the original uh highlight characters, female highlight characters out there. But I'm sorry. Me personally, number 17 on that list was Sarah Connor. You compare Sarah Connor in T2 to any of the movies that Princess Leia was on. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Sarah Connor to me changed the game on Terminator 2. That she I'd never seen a woman on film look that badass until Linda Hamilton came in and was doing like those um angry uh pull-ups and everything and, and like her she just got into mad shape and then she also had the gun rifle and the music was playing james cameron got the music playing like crazy and by the way another movie that st still stands up to this day um and I, by the way I, of course I, I reviewed the recent one i actually like that movie a lot um kudos to them on making that a good movie um but no sarah connor should be at least number seven if she should be in the top 10 list in my opinion that's just my opinion just saying number six captain america respect consistency all three powerful all three of um the cat movies they consider it the best trilogy out of the three in the marvel cinematic universe i totally agree with that um every time his movies came on it was a game changer um uh, i mean you started off with you know the first avenger and then civil war came out and that really changed the face of what happened with the avengers and then um what was he i'm sorry i'm sorry my I'm, I'm going ahead of myself um winter soldier changed everything because it deflected it shield was like totally defunct after that movie and that changed the landscape of everything and then civil war changed further changed the landscape of everything which we didn't let it all the way up to the avengers movie uh, avengers infinity war you know so it, it's 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 you know it's definitely there it's definitely um hard to disagree with that um luke skywalker is number five i also agree with this i think he absolutely because he was the star he was absolutely the star of the movie you know he was the big focal point of the original star wars so i definitely agree with that and hold on for one sec because i noticed on my notes that i stupidly put in cap twice here and i need to find where is where that is uh put cap in twice for some reason all right here we go three so luke skywalker's number five and here we go number five number okay no my bad let me rephrase that number six is batman and i don't understand why captain america i i don't know my typo came in number six is batman and i respect that um number six uh even though batman uh, has been inconsistent and in it's in his ways up um i still say it had better quality than most um it's for some reason that one stuck a lot better than it did with spider-man and in, in a sense um let me see batman one and two the first batman returns i don't understand why they didn't get enough credit but i love batman 2 like everybody loved batman 2 and all of a sudden everybody there are people who started to like talk about that that movie wasn't good michelle pfeiffer was the highlight of that movie and danny devito did a great penguin awesome uh tim burton style penguin it was awesome um unfortunately they never did do a third one and that's when everything just went to fritz um from that point but then we got the uh what is it jerry brockheimer uh versions and everything else just fell from there until uh christopher nolan came by and just you know brought back the structure of that so i can see batman in that uh see so all right batman's number six luke is um luke skywalker's uh five captain america's number four number three i'm back on track number three is iron man aka tony stark and 
it's very interesting to note that you would think that Batman will be ahead of um, Iron Man, but you got 11 years. Say what you will about Iron Man 3. You got 11 years of consistency of building a character of not only Iron Man, but Tony Stark and more Tony Stark and Iron Man. Whereas Batman, when it comes to Batman, you don't really care about Bruce Wayne as much because you more or less want to see him as Batman. Like we know that the Bruce Wayne character is just a front. Where Iron Man it comes in is that Tony Stark is Iron Man. But more or anything, Iron Man is Tony Stark. And when you see him as Iron Man with the Iron Man suit, it's just Tony in the suit. So he's his character actually oversees the Iron Man uh, gimmick. So I guess I can see where that comes in. And Tony Stark is a way more charismatic person than Iron Man, than uh, Bruce Wayne in this case, who's hiding his identity, whereas Tony Stark has just let it all out. <laughs> so uh, that's where that comes in at right there. Um, Ellen Ripley from Aliens. Totally agree with this. I'm all for this. Number two. She is number two. Sigourney Weaver is an all time best. And um, I absolutely agree. She should be there in a sense too i'm surprised jamie lee curtis wasn't in this with with the halloween movies but she's not in this for some reason uh she survived all the all these years i mean it is even though it's horror and all this stuff it's, she's still a hero to some extent she survived that michael myers forgotten was, um, and you know I, I i try i wanted to argue this but i really can't number one number one is indiana jones i can't argue I, 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 would I make it my number one? No. Um, but do I respect this? Yes, because Indiana Jones is a very iconic character. Harrison Ford did a phenomenal job. Uh, and Han Solo is in the 50s too, but not uh, surprisingly not in the top 10 or even the top 15 if I'm correct. But um, yeah, no, Indiana Jones, it, it's, you know, it. His adventures are, you know, very iconic and historical. So I can see why they picked him to uh, to be number one. It, I, there's a, there's a lot of reasons. The, the um, his adventures around the world, finding, you know, uh, you know, relic hunting and, and tomb raiding, they're just legendary. I mean, entertaining and everything. And uh, yeah, I, I have no I have no trouble with that one at all. So that is their top ten really not a bad top 10 uh actually not a bad top 50 if you get a chance go check out the new issue of empire mag and um you know check it out yourself see what you think from there um celebrating black excellence and black history <laughs> all over again i'll tell you what this is the longest this is the, this is the one year 2020 will say one thing that we we finally get to extend black history <laughs> black history month has been extended this is extra like there are kids and, and there are white kids and especially if you go on tiktok if you've been on tiktok you've seen a lot of really inspiring kids a lot of them are white kids who are now really 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 digging into the history of things and finding out what's been really going on for all these years and really triggered as to why this stuff was never taught in school and never, you know, appreciated. And why wasn't it like, I remember hearing one kid on, um, DL Hughley on his Instagram page, uh, posted a bunch of different, uh, TikTok, uh, videos from white kids who aren't advocating to, uh, the cause. And he, one of the kids, I remember the first kid on there was like, I learned so much more about black history in just one month than I did my entire school term. Yeah, because they always try to in, in, in school and other schools like that. They try to, you know, pull, pull that under the rug. They don't want us to know about that for this very reason. It is. Well, there are a few companies that are trying to uh, acknowledge more, even though, in my opinion, they should have done this a long time ago. But I guess better late than never. Amazon, as you guys know, also have um, displayed all of their movies featuring black talent, actors, uh, directors, and such for free on Amazon Prime. Marvel Comics is doing the very same. 
and they are giving fans a chance to read about a about a hundred or read 100 comic books by black creators uh for free on their marvel unlimited app and the marvel comics app um uh, which in, some of them may include my uh, my man jeffrey thorne who has been on the show three times already um he is the show he was the showrunner for the uh avengers black panthers quest uh tv series and it, pretty much the gentleman that you heard on the beginning of the show and he also wrote mosaic uh i wish they would have put him uh for and i'm wondering why i think i, I don't he he was one of the writers for the solo marvel book which was really really good in my opinion um i really enjoyed it i loved it but he also was one of the creators of mosaic as well so uh that's up for grabs for free uh the the first uh issue deathlock the soul of uh cyber folks written by Dwayne Mc, the legendary Dwayne mcduffie and george wright um iron heart one through six i absolutely love riri williams uh books i've actually i have the uh the actual first issue framed in my office right now with uh ariel johnson who is the uh the owner of amalgam comics here in philadelphia and fishtown area legend in her own right uh, historical in her own right and um they drew a cover with uh her with riri williams on the cover because of her historical means as well uh people realize marvel has been in the civil rights game since 62 so don't think that they just jumped on a bad wagon and all this they stan stan lee uh, steve dicko and all those guys have always been on the forefront for us for ages and that's why i've always loved being a marvel guy point blank um you also got adam legend of the blue marvel surrey her own comic book is on there falcon damage control marvel's voice uh voices one shot and many more you could go onto the marvel unlimited app they're free to read check them out a lot of black panther books in there as well uh just awesome thank you marvel for looking out on that note and always looking out for that note so folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back and i'm going to review artemis file does this attract new fans as well as old We'll talk about that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Fight! All right, folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of Artemis Fowl, which is available on Disney Plus right now. Uh, Much to believe that this was going to be a movie that was scheduled to be in theaters, but unfortunately, due to COVID-19 and the fact that a lot of theaters are still not open, even now that things are starting to open up, they still haven't figured out how they were going to do the whole theater situation because everybody's going to have to be spaced out. they have decided to put this in disney plus i think also plus because of other things as well but we'll talk about that in just a few um so i am going to be giving the perspective from a person who's never seen or i'm sorry never read the actual novels before never knew that there was a artemis file before this or whatever where this came from so i'm one of those fans coming in right here this is going to be my review 
of that. And there are hardcore fans who love the novel, much like you would a Hunger Games, uh, Divergent, uh, Harry Potter, you name it. You know, there's those fans out there who will be into this. And it's probably the same fan base that is into this as well. And I'm coming in as a person who's never heard you know of this whole thing so my idea is will this movie get me interested in wanting to read the actual books the source material and i am going to say after watching this and i'm, I'm playing it right now on my uh, on my screen in my office here as we're talking about this uh i'm going to say after watching this that unfortunately it has not intrigued me enough to even want to research this even further um a lot of it has to do with how this movie was put together so we're going to go down the line of a lot of different situations here but let me just tell you the story if you haven't watched this yet artemis fowl is a 12 year old genius and descendant of a long line of criminal masterminds he soon finds out uh himself in an epic battle against a race of powerful underground fairies uh, who may be behind his father's disappearance. Sounds okay. Apparently, according to uh, other reports and reviews, that the, the book is actually a lot more complex and it focuses on morality. I didn't exactly get that from this movie because it felt rushed but i'll get i don't want to jump the gun i'll get to details on this but let's let's talk about the characters in this movie because the characters will make or break this movie and in some cases i think it did more break than make than anything you know as a person even if they changed a lot of things around uh, in the movie like they did like say x-men uh like they did with the marvel cinematic universe to an extent i mean they made it their own universe of things but they also made and they could because you know in the comic book universes there are multiverses so you can they have that excuse to make that their own universe but still kind of play hints to what's going on in that situation here this is supposed to be based on a novel which i think they're trying to go you know in that direction of trying to be close to the source i guess but i was told by people who have read it that it didn't do that and as a person who just watching it it's, the characters didn't intrigue me as much i mean we start with um friday shaw who is the star of this he plays artemis fowl jr or artemis fowl the second he played as good uh he played a good solid character but nothing that really blew me away he was he was entertaining enough but not like any other kid actor that i've ever seen before like i'll put it to you like this the kid um i, I will tell you which like who it really stands out to me the kid who plays uh I, I forgot her name annabelle i think that's her name is on um american housewife oh anna kit that's her name yeah the the, the uh act the little child actor who played anna kit anna kit on um on uh house or american housewife she also played on once upon a time in hollywood and blew me away because she played uh in a, in a scene right next to leonardo dicaprio and you know how badass leonardo dicaprio is so for her to be able to keep up with him in such a way blew my mind and how articulate how mature and sophisticated she was in that role and in this role it was just like he was good he was definitely good but it was like nothing that really stood out for me like it did i'll give you another one um i forgot her name i think it's i forgot her name but she played hit girl on uh on kick-ass you know when she was a child actor at the time blew me away of how well she did amongst other actors in that movie she was the most mature one of the movie she stood out most more than anything um next to nicholas cage and next to other you know people as well who were really established you know actors in here and maybe it, maybe that's what it is that is that he didn't have that caliber of talent 
to ne- to you know work with next to him that he can rub off of and and you know from from a acting point of view i'm not sure maybe that's what it is for me and it, but i looked at those two child actors and those roles at the time and i look at his and i'm like okay he's solid he can he, he can hang but it just doesn't stand out to me at least for this so but he i mean he wasn't bad by any stretch um he did pull me onto the story enough to just keep watching and be slightly entertained by it laura mcdonald plays holly short and and to me stood out more than most of the characters i'm mentioning right now uh holly was a very take charge and played by her own rules if the situation permits that, that is throughout the story um her character seemed to have a noticeable amount of moral fiber that was it 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 more or less made almost made her like the main character (laughs) to some extent um but well she her character would not hesitate to take you down if need be you know it it was a very it was a very dominating take charge character but also sort of heartwarming as well lighthearted uh to that extent you had then you had judy dench who is a very established actress and actor who i love in the bomb films and other films you know she plays m on the bond films and everything very dynamic uh character very uh imposing in most parts but not the most appealing character in this movie due mostly due to her scratchy voice that threw me off at times and it felt forced especially when you compare it to other roles that she's played especially m I, it was just it, it was weird it felt really weird listening to her tr- just put on his voice that this this scruffy voice all through the movie and such like and it just it, it was just weird. it's like first of all i hope you're drinking a lot of tea while you were doing that role second it was just like i don't know you know this is based on a book this is based on a book and in the comic books and in in novels you don't necessarily hear what the character sounds like so why that voice or why that per- impersonation i don't understand why that was a chosen thing to do for this particular character but it it, it turned me off i mean visually all the everybody visually in the movie looked great from a costume the costume design in this movie was absolutely great i will give that much but other than that it was just like when it comes to the characters themselves they weren't that appealing judy uh josh gad as uh this is the one this is the one uh josh gad uh as mulch diggums possibly the worst performance of the bunch and that's saying a lot because i actually like him i actually like him a lot in um a lot of the movies and tv shows he's ever been in and i was just i was very i was very disappointed by this performance here because here you had him um you had him in a sense play a character that was very inconsistent it was very very inconsistent here uh due to mostly again much much like judy dench it had a lot to do with the uh ever-changing voices throughout the movie so at the beginning you see his character you know in here and he sounds like literally no joke he sounds like christopher lambert as connor mcleod in highlander but then as you go along later in the movie when you see him when he reappears and he becomes more of a factor into the movie he changes up his voice so he sounds like his normal self like you hear him on interviews or in other movies but which is not as you know masculine or you know rough as you would normally hear so it's like it's going back and forth as you don't know almost as it comes off like you're hearing two different characters he's constantly going in and out and that to me was something that to me that was a big turn off as well um norzo Anazi as uh Damavu I got pretty much that's the name is pronounced Butler um his role was okay didn't stand out again but he also suffered from character development as I could not figure out his story and 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 the movie didn't really do a great job of introducing him or 
Tamara Smart as Julia Butler. So I'm assuming that that's his daughter. I'm only assuming that's his daughter because her character was so vague in this movie who barely got any development at all. I mean, like you saw her every once in a while in the movie. She had like one small part. Every time you see her, she said like one little small thing uh, throughout the entire movie. I was just trying to figure out who she was because they never gave her any real time to speak out to mention no um nor did they mention who she was like how was she attached to them i didn't know that she was butler's daughter i still don't know if she's butler's daughter they just had her there at times you know she was there monitoring things she was there you know helping to figure out what the house they didn't they didn't explain anything about these characters for the most part like butler like uh domovo domovoy butler obviously i guess you know this is butler and he's there to his security as well he's the alfred of the group but i feel like there's so much more to this character but they're not telling us and considering that this movie was only i think an hour and 15 minutes which is definitely not enough time to flesh out it was uh, actually it's hour 22 minutes for what i'm seeing here uh, it's just not enough time to flesh out or 30 minutes. It's not enough time to flesh out what's happening in this movie. And you know, Artemis Jr. is a genius, but he's just finding out that his father is a criminal. And all of a sudden he says that he's a criminal, even though he's never done an act of anything. So he's, you know, during the movie, his father goes away he you know doesn't tell him where he's going but he comes to find out that he was you know he was taken so i'm i'm a little bit confused at this part and i'm at this part right now so colin farrell who plays artemis Fowl senior you know tells his son that he's traveling away only to allegedly be taken by authorities which became worldwide news however it turns out that he was actually apprehended or you could even say kidnapped by a mysterious being that has uh, a lot of political power among the organization known as leprechaun which is the uh, which is like the fairy force if you want to put it that way (laughs) and the problem is here is that like okay if this fairy force if this if this policed fairy force uh taking him away why did they need to uh you know post that on the news because the thing is that this this group of fairies are not supposed to be acknowledged or known so why post that on air like at this point if it was the real cops that he was taken in by i'm sure if you're a person of the media you will want to know where he's being apprehended at all of a sudden he disappears and nobody's supposed to remember where he's from but it's on the news and they're not supposed to be a known organization am i am i crazy here (laughs) am i absolutely crazy here like they just reported him on the news that they apprehended him for all the robberies such as the rosetta stone and all these monuments like he he, like artemis Fowl senior is carmen san diego in a nutshell pretty much but except he got caught but he got caught by fairies not the real police ergo if he's caught when's his court date when like wouldn't that all be said (laughs) this is part is there's such a loop there's such plot holes missing in that role for me that has not been explained in this movie another thing that i felt was a problem was the bad cgi during a scene involving a human eating ogre which resulted in the leprechaun uh squad interacting in this and activating a time stop uh which is like a force field that just stops all time here so in this scene the ogre did not assimilate well into the scene it just you you could you could really tell that the cgi was separate it wasn't layered in properly to the humans like you like you would say infinity wars and in endgame where they had thanos and a black order interacting with actual humans and it looked like they were actually there 
this was quite different from that in here so yeah it it, it, it that was a big fail <laughs> um just getting us to really i think the the we're going back to the character development the only character that i really felt like that had some real character development was short holly short was the only one i felt like that had some real character development outside of um artemis jr in a sense but even still that one was a little bit more that one was um kind of choppy too uh, i i just really feel like they didn't do a good job of developing the characters properly of getting us to care about these characters enough to like it, it, it. i'm a person who has never heard or seen it and even i felt like this movie was rushed i felt like this movie was really rushed this reminded me of like the original x-men animated cartoon that they had a long time ago it was a pilot uh, I know if you're listening, if you're from my era, you saw this cartoon. It was the original X-Men cartoon. It was made by uh, Sunbow, who was the guys who created a lot of the Marvel animated cartoons from back in the day. And um, not just the Marvel cartoons, but they also did Transformers, Gem and Holograms, um, G.I. Joe, uh, and, and some others as well. But they made the X-Men cartoon, but they never could finish it because it, back then... The quality of animation that they did for that was way too expensive so they wind up not doing it but when you look at that pilot it was rushed there was not enough character development but we loved that because of how it looked it was one of the best looking animated anythings that we saw back then and they just wrote it off as a special but it it could have been a great means for a phenomenal series back then and it just never came off the shelves um unfortunately still to this day they you know they've had x-men cartoons that look great but didn't have great character development they had the 90s series that had great writing but did the, the animation sucked <laughs> and the character design sucked for that matter so we still haven't found that medium with the two yet but i digress it reminded me of that because of the rushed plot and you know the character development that wasn't there so if you're not you know if you're not a part uh if you're not like a fan of it you would have found it to be visually stimulating at best but as far as plot and storyline it it would have felt just so rushed like you wanted to know more but they didn't give you a chance and back then that was only like a half hour 22 minutes of that whereas this is like almost an hour and a uh, few minutes and yeah it just a lot of things about this movie just did not click as a result and i you know it's it's a shame because it could have been better i i it's just i you know as a person looking outside there was a person outside looking in i didn't i wasn't impressed with what i saw i wasn't intrigued i'm not excited to watch another uh yeah it, it's just what it is i'll be surprised if they actually do another sequel from here so i mean let's let's just be real about this um overall i mean overall <laughs> Artemis Fowl, as a casual fan who knows nothing about the original novels and, you know, the movie just wasn't successful in making me a fan of this series at all. Uh, the story felt rushed with, the, with like, plot holes, uh, lackluster characters and performances with little to no backstories for any casual fan to be intrigued by, and a CGI that felt and looked diluted in comparison to most movies and tv uh so uh shows that we see today and within the last few years i compare this to the flash or arrow or infinity war uh, not arrow more like uh legends of tomorrow you know what, what they done in the cw which is very impressive considering it's a it's a primetime tv show that normally doesn't focus on action you know movie quality action packed series like that um just didn't do it for me not to mention I, I didn't i failed to mention about this too the dialogue and the lines weren't that spectacular either like some of just just fell cliche at best and it just didn't do it for me personally and i apparently it didn't do it for a lot of people um artemis fowl reminds me of why i am not a you know live action disney fan for the most part like there's some movies that i'm okay with but none of them to the point that that stands out for me it's not like 
you know, and, and I'm glad that Marvel Studios were able to separate themselves from the Disney-fied experience that we're all known for, like movies like this. Um, I know they tried that with, I think they tried that with Iron Man 3, and it kind of fell off. Like, I, I will still say that I enjoy Iron Man 3 just for what it is but yeah you know truth be told it is not nearly the one of the best of the bunch but it felt like that they were trying to go to disney route with that movie and it didn't it didn't click as well as the other movies did but it's not saying that it's a bad movie at all and i think most people were only just mad because of the fact that the mandarin wasn't the mandarin in there (laughs) uh but even still that performance was awesome that ben kingsley did before they revealed him not to be the real mandarin so um what can i say if i was to give this movie a grade it unfortunately i rarely give grades like this before but um it will be a c a solid c it's watchable at best but just watchable like if you don't focus on the characters and the plots and all this stuff and the character development you're just going to watch it for visual purposes and then to some extent that doesn't even live up to it as well so it's a lot of disconnect i'm sure for uh, fans and uh for both hardcore fans and casual fans like myself and so to the point rotten tomatoes rotten tomatoes oh the the, the scores on these things is atrocious uh t- on a tomato m- a meter 10 percent on rotten tomatoes normally that's usually contrasted by a higher audience score not this time they you know everybody has agreed it's it's a 22 percent audience score in there so i mean we're not the only ones unfortunately that agrees with that and it is unfortunate so it is what it is and maybe if they manage to invest in this again and give it a uh another go it's not to say that it won't succeed you know fast and the furious started out okay and then they fell off with part two and then they made it come back during tokyo drift and every other movie from that point became more, uh, better if they find the right person the right chemistry the right people maybe you can maybe they can do it better but they need to they need not to have gad and, and judy dench do these performances where their voices where they feel forced and offbeat it's just it's just weird folks that will do it for this edition of acmg presents talk timeline thank you guys so very much and i hope that i was able to take away take you away for just a second even though we were talking about some things that were relevant to what's going on i hope i was still able to take away a little bit of something for at least an hour some change um i'll tell you this if you truly want to make things fun again for this show and everything that you listen to or watch join the fight if you haven't already i thank every person especially the young kids out there who are truly becoming superheroes who are truly truly becoming superheroes out there fighting in a fight and finally seeing what's been going on in this world for god knows how long and why people like myself have been fighting for our worth for like for god knows how long thank you thank you for finally seeing it screw everybody else who is trying to defy this screw everybody else who remains silent in all of this and if you have a platform like i have right here if you haven't spoken out on this yet if you and you have friends and people that you respect or family members shame on you that is the real so thank you all for being true heroes out there i i thank you as dave Chappelle said i trust you at the will of the car and i am a comfortable in the passenger seat it's or to some extent what he said on that on that uh special but yeah i agree thank you thank you to all those on tiktok voicing your making your voices heard and especially one in particular i gotta find her she is this this girl a young white woman been on point talking about the history talking about the history of all of it man she is no joke i i will find her name and praise her uh she is but she got the history down so shout out to all those and tiktok and everybody's showing their voices out there be be true heroes and really let's have fun again and enjoy all that we do so if you want to check us out you can go to talktownlive.com 
Check out all the episodes there. You can check out our exclusive uh, interviews all on the exclusive page, or you can type in talktimelive.com forward slash exclusive and find all of our interviews from there and uh more will be added on that i've had on there recently especially ben uh Fiquette, who from uh streets of rage um matt bozen from way forward that i just had a chance to interview as well uh you know awesome guys awesome guys i thank them for all of they do and and you know everything uh happy birthday to kyle a bear by the way who uh this is his birthday today and uh as we're speaking again you heard him on this very show <laughs> he is a good friend he is a great advocate of us and um he's just a really great guy and i i couldn't just the fact i mean that he looks out for me and he has looked out for me been on the show three times and um and of course kyle haybear the voice of ryu from street fighter uh the voice of gohan from dragon ball super and captain eisen from bleach many 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 uh voices that he's played and he he looks out for me he i mean for him to do that um that really really cool soundbite drop and liner just awesome just awesome i love him <laughs> love him shout out to him and his wife christina S such a great couple um so happy birthday to him as well and uh guys thank you also if you want to subscribe and download to this show always do so on the uh on some of the best and major platforms that you could possibly listen to it spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher radio podbean shout out to podbean for um putting this show on their featured list this week as well uh you can also check out pocket cast uh other really mysterious places that i didn't register on is on you can find here as well uh, and of course all amazon devices so definitely check us out keep supporting us um i am a black man i am a proud black man who founded acmg who put uh talk time live together who um working his ass off consistently to you know entertain you guys every week thank you to all those who have listened all of our new listeners our followers whatever that is uh jumped on this and uh, we're gonna keep it moving we always gonna keep it moving so thank you guys on that so on behalf of myself this is dax xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies games and each other this is acmg presents talk time live folks i am out of here have a great week and please be safe on all grounds take care Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.